Hey, you guys, I am so excited for today's episode because you are going to love Sarah. She works in a place called Slate Hill, New York at a salon called Illusions Hair Design, kind of outside New York City, and she loves doing all the things. She's trying to find her niche. She just got certified in, um, she went to the city for in-person hands-on training with Bellamy and a certification, so I saw that on her Instagram stories since we, um, last, uh, did her interview. And so congratulations, Sarah. That's super exciting. And, um, I'm excited for you to listen because Sarah didn't know she wanted to be a cosmetologist. She actually went to college for two years, um, found out she really liked going to college and hanging out with her friends. Didn't like going to classes and taking them so much. And she's, I think said, managed to flunk biology like three times in a row. So um, if that's you, maybe you're in college now and you're not digging it and you're wondering if there's something else for you or you're not really sure you want to go to college, um, you know, it's okay to pivot. It happened to one of uh, my classmates, uh, Brittany Weekland, and she's a phenomenal hairdresser. She's she got, she got pregnant in school. She had a baby. She's got this beautiful little family. She's got this thriving, um, she rents her chair. Like she's killing it. And she's, and that's exactly what she said when we were in beauty school. She's like, I went to college for a year. Totally wasn't for me. Here I am. And, um, I think she was like 22 when she graduated beauty school. So it's okay to pivot. It's okay to go to college and decide college isn't for you. It's not okay to go to college year after year after year, party your butt off, get a bunch of debt for you or your parents and graduate or not. I'm, I should say not even graduate. Right. So that's not cool. So what's cool is sometimes we got to do the things that we, and find out we don't like them to find out the things that we love and we're born to do. So Sarah said that it didn't come naturally to her to be a cosmetologist. She had to work really, really hard. And she even said that, you know, her teachers didn't even think she was going to pass the, the state boards and, and make it as a cosmetologist. And it turns out she is the only one from her class that's actually a hairdresser now. Can you even believe that? So, um, I think you're really going to like what sh she has to share. Some super great tips, little, um, things that she shared with me. And, um, yeah, she thinks that we really have the best job on earth. So I'm excited for you to listen to Sarah's story and get some ideas and inspiration from her. And you can hit her up on the gram. The, her handles in the show notes, she will follow you back. And, um, I hope you're having an awesome day. I hope you enjoy this show and we will see you in the next one. Solidarity. And realistically, where were we going? What were we doing? Yeah, we weren't going. We weren't going anywhere. Oh, that's so sweet of you. So you didn't do your roots because you could your clients. Aren't you so sweet? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I was dying though. Like I was dying right there with them because I had finally got into like platinum blonde, which I'm not anymore. But I had finally got into platinum blonde, and because you know it takes time. And yeah, then everything shut down. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean everything is closed? Like we can't work. That's what was... happened to me. I actually went to beauty school because I've been working at home for, I mean, my daughter's 15 and I've been home since she was, a, since she was born. 
and then like yeah then like you're not supposed to go anywhere I'm like what wait what I came to beauty school to get out of the house and meet people and like have a job where I meet and meet people (laughs) the whole world shut down like what I know like I honestly really missed my clients like just not being like not seeing them like it was I remember like talking to my husband about it I'm like this is so weird. Like I usually know what's going on in like all of their lives and to like not know how any of them was, how they were, it was just very bizarre. Like you get used to seeing them every four to six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, so you get used to knowing what's happening and then just to go three straight months, it's, it's insane. It is insane. So welcome to a hair obsessed, um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Sarah. You can tell us whatever you want to, what you specialize in, where you work, what your, what salon you work at and all that good stuff. And we'll get to know each other. Okay. Awesome. So as you know, my name is Sarah. Um, I work at a salon in Slate Hill, New York. It's called Illusions Hair Design. I've been there. We've been there six, seven, seven years almost. Um, before that, I was at a corporate salon for about a year and a half after beauty school. Um, and I don't really specialize in anything. I really like kind of doing all of it. I haven't really figured out like my niche. Yes, that is our website. Um, I, so yeah, so I don't really specialize in anything. I'm really looking for my niche. Um, but I really do enjoy doing like all of it. Like, especially when you get to do like those big transformations, I always have a lot of fun with those. Transformations is fun. And I think that's, like a um a, a niche in itself right like and I yes. would love to hear more about you going platinum because I just in my last episode talked about like this my first ever going my owner's like hey I have this client it's six o'clock on a Friday night she wants to go platinum do you want to do it I'm like sure like 17 <laughs> hours later uh, a whole bunch of her crying and me crying and it got done but it was quite the learning experience so what yes we're going platinum so platinum so for my process when I when I was doing like my own personal experience with going platinum um it took me about a year my hair was already pretty short I knew there was always a possibility of losing length um but you know we did it low and slow you know I I'm always a firm believer in I'm not going to break your hair to get you to where you want to be it's not and it's not worth it to me the integrity of your hair is more important so you know I did it in a course of sessions um many sessions for my own hair um there was a lot of color buildup I've been a lot of different colors so there was a lot of buildup with it and um you know just low and slow is always the best method and even with like when my clients come in depending on what their starting level is you know, they're not necessarily going to get what they want in a day, but they're still going to have hair on their head. <laughs> I like it. So, you know, and it's like, thing to people that I say, yeah, I can do it real fast, but I might not keep your hair on your head. <laughs> right. Like low and slow is the best, you know, the best way to do it. Like it takes a minute because you know, we see it on social media, like we see like these big major transformations. And those are, like you said, hours upon hours of work. Like, 
like a regular, not even a platinum card, just a regular full foil can take me anywhere between four to six hours. Mm-hmm. And it's low and slow and taking my time to do it. You know, there's no point to rush it. Yeah. So like, do you have a, like a go-to pattern? Do you have a go-to foil that you like so products? I love the framer foils. They're a little bit pricier than I think, you know, we want to spend, especially with coming out of a pandemic and still being in one really. Um, but the quality is really good. And I actually slice every foil. I don't leave a single foil because I figured out that I would spend all this time trying to get like the perfect weave. Yeah. And then I would still have a bleed mark. The lightener still would have swelled. It still, you know, you pull the foil out and you still have like this harsh line. And I was going to have to do a root smudge anyways. So why not make my life easier, slice everything, and then, you know, go back through and do my root smudge uh, when I go to tone. So I slice everything and it works so well. And even doing that, you know, it still takes time, but I can get finer foils. And, you know, in a day and age where everybody wants to be platinum blonde and they want these like really like lived in looks, you know, that's a lot of foils that we have to do to create those looks. So So then- How much space are you like, like, I love the nitty gritty details. Like, so are you like, do you have, like I do baby pattern? lights. So I'll do like a full head of baby lights. I'll add in a couple like cheesy foils and I always foil to the part. So whatever their part is, however, they're going to wear it is where I foil except right in the bang area. I always, cause you know, that beautiful money piece um, with the bang area, I do foil on top of foil, not leaving anything in between so that when you take everything down, they have that nice money piece going through, but then the rest of it, their normal balayage or foil that they were looking for. Okay. Yeah. So depending on how subtle they want, it depends on if I tease or if I don't tease the foils. Okay. And then when you said you go to the part, so do you go over like the parts in the middle of the foil or the parts the foil so like if part. you were to have so like if you had a side part right and mm-hmm. you part it this way yeah. Riley, stop it. um and you part it this way everything except your bang area would be going to your part and then it goes back down the other side of your part okay. so like okay. one section might on the front might be bigger than the other section gotcha. you are so rude <laughs> um but yeah so foiling to the part I noticed it really makes a difference and you don't get like if you ever notice that when you do a mohawk foil and you sometimes and drop it and it's like slicey when you foil to the part you don't get as much as that like slice look unless they're going for that chunky look and then which case you know that's what they get because that's what they want so on, on the sides, are they more like vertical placed or more like horizontal placed they're all like Riley they're all vertical so they're all going down okay so you don't do any when you're doing your like baby lights in the front you're not doing any diagonal you're just going straight down like a line for the most part depending on their head shape yeah because like some people like they have like a lot more or even like if I'm doing great blending with it and I really got to get those temple areas it will it honestly depends on the client like my foil method will change based on what the client scalp looks like I've foiled in like an entire circle before because they just had a very round head so I noticed it makes a difference when you foil to their head shape gotcha yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and then do you are you like a 20 volume a 10 volume you said low and slow so I usually do 20 I'll do 20 from the back 
And then once I get into like the top and the front area, I'll switch to 30 just to try and keep everything processing at the same time. But usually 20. And I use, if you haven't tried the Oligo Blacklight, their lightener is phenomenal. And their bonder is actually in their developer. Yeah, I use one that's like that too. It's really nice. Yeah. Okay, so we'll link that in the show notes for people. And then do you have any hacks for like, speeding up like your processing like with just the systems that you use or how are you like most productive so you're so I use so one of my biggest issues with foiling was that um trying to just pick up the stupid things like they're let's get real like they're a pain in the butt you cut all these foils you're so well prepared and then you can't pick them up so I that was another reason so I switched to the framer pop-ups because literally I have the box and it's just one two three go um and then i mean i don't really like to speed through a foil so i mean aside from like that little foil hack that would be the only thing because i really want to make sure that i take my time and do it right yeah yeah and then um you said you do like the root smudge so is that like a live do most people want that kind of lived in look that you do a lot of my clients do and they like how it looks like they like the turnout when it's done one it gives them just a little bit longer in between appointments and a lot of my clients are busy moms or you know teachers like they don't got time to be in the chair you know for six hours yeah every so many weeks so like they like it because it gives them a little bit more time with their grow out and it gives them more of that like natural look so yeah. a lot of clients really do enjoy it so when I do that I do that at the sink I actually do it on wet because I use the water to dilute the color so it doesn't go so and then like I take a fine tooth comb and I comb it down slightly into the toner so that you have the seamless blend gotcha okay do you have like a go-to toner like root smudge formula that you find you use most of the time Usually, so we use Pravana color, um, and it's usually a lot of my clients, highlight clients are about a level seven. So I use the 722 by Pravana. It's a, their blue violet base. And it usually is as close to a lot of my clients' naturals. So it works really well. So that's usually my go-to for a root smudge. Good, good. Okay, cool. So where did you fall in love with the idea of going to become a cosmetologist? Like what what made you think that you wanted to do that? So I was in college. It was like my second year. I did not have a lot of credits because I did not like to go to college. <laughs> um, I'd rather hang out with my friends at college, but not actually show up for class. And, but I was always changing my hair color and I was always playing around with other people's hair. Like I always loved playing with other people's hair. And one of my friends was like, you should go to beauty school because you just like to play with people's hair. So I was finishing up my second year of college and I'm like, I have to figure something out because I can't keep doing this. Like I'm wasting money. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go to beauty school. So like I kind of did it on a whim. Uh-huh. Like, I know, like I rolled with it because I always like making people happy and I like making people feel pretty. You know, I'm everybody, I like to hype people up. So it just kind of seemed fitting to try it. And um, it did not come naturally. Like, you know how some people, like, they're just, like, born to, like, it comes so easy. And you're like, <laughs> that wasn't me. Like, I worked so hard 
And I don't think my teachers thought that I would like get my licensing, like doing this. Turned out I was the only one in, I'm as of right now, I'm the only one from my class that is doing hair. Shut up. How many people were in your class? There is a girl that graduated with me that is now back in school because she never got her license. But Uh I was the only one from my class that's doing hair currently. Well, props to you. Congratulations. Thank you. Where did you go to that? Um, Middletown Beauty, they closed um, before the pandemic, but they think the pandemic would have probably closed them anyways. Yeah. So. I went to like a a small school too. Yeah, we had like eight students in our class. I don't know how many were in yours. Um, yeah, it was about that. I took like, a, I started in a January session. What, when did you start? Well, it was a weird day. It was like a random Wednesday in November. <laughs> and don't you love it when, like, when they say a thousand hours, they like legit mean like a thousand hours. Oh, I know. It, in oh, fact, it. we were trying to get done. There was three of us that wanted to get done before Thanksgiving. And we didn't realize that like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving was a school holiday. So we were going to, three of us, we're going to have to come the Monday after Thanksgiving, we oh. went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we were like, oh my gosh. We were like, are you kidding me? Like some of us needed like two hours. We're like, what? So we had a teacher that came in that she was like, I'll come in and teach you that day. So we could, oh. three of us could finish before Thanksgiving. Oh and it was God. funny. I wrote in one of my journals, like I wrote that I'm going to finish beauty school before Thanksgiving. And I literally did the day before Thanksgiving. That is amazing. That is yeah. so great. I feel like my teachers would not have done that. They would have yeah. been like, oh, yeah, no, my teachers would not have done that. They would have been like, um, no, you can, you can do it on a Monday, just like everybody else would have had to. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, we had really good teachers. So that, That's yeah, they really cool. care about it. Yeah. And then um, it took, and then it was exactly two months from that day till I went to booth running and I, and I, still feel kind of clueless a couple months later so did you go are you commissioned are you so I'm commissioned um I work at a commission salon and um you know I do pretty decently I do get a small little salary um for but like I opted on that so I take a commission and a small salary but and it works. I, I enjoy it. Like, I definitely could not booth rent. Like, props for you to, like, getting out of beauty school and being like, I'm going to booth rent. Because, like, I'm like, uh, that would terrify me. <laughs> it's a little terrifying. But it was like that or nothing. There was nobody hiring. I went to, like, it was like, uh, I don't know, one of the, the Paul Mitchell cutting place. I don't okay. know what it's called. Yeah next to like the Wegmans and they're they like it, it did a phone interview and they're like well we can't hire anybody yet and then like I never heard from them and I was like so oh. if I wanted to get a job like I couldn't so I had to create my own job which is how I work anyway I've always been an entrepreneur but you said you were at a corporate salon for a year right yes it was at a corporate salon for about a year and a half I um I worked at a smart style when I first got out of beauty school and oh god you learn the people that I worked with were awesome. Like we had a really great team and we, we had a lot of like the group, the group of girls I was with, we had a lot of fun, but like, it's not easy doing corporate, like, because your boss may not necessarily be a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. So they don't really understand. They don't really care about 
at least the one that I was at, I'm not going to really speak for any other ones because they're all different. So the one that I was at, they didn't really care about education. Um, they didn't care about like really like training you. They just were like, oh, you're a hairdresser. Cool. You could work and then not really teach you anything. So you learn as like I learned as I was going. So like the people I worked with were amazing because like uh-huh. they helped me as much as they could. But yeah, no, the one I worked for, it wasn't great. Like we had a sewer, Walmart, the beginning of the end with that job was Walmart sewer backed up into it. (laughs) (laughs) I had just gotten into work and I look at my manager, I said, do you smell something? And we watch over to where our sinks were and all were like, oh my God. So like we closed the gate call somebody we're like there is literal shit in on the floor like somebody needs and then like somebody got mad because we told them we couldn't cut their hair like we weren't going back in there and i say it was the beginning of the end because the next day my manager put her two weeks in And then the day after that, I put my two weeks in because I found another job um, because they did not sterilize it. Like oh. they like just kind of cleaned it and then didn't have somebody like come in and sterilize it like they should have. So we all quit. Like the entire salon pretty much quit in like a week, wow. like within like a week of each other. So yeah, I was on the phone with the district manager. I'm like, I'm going to put in my two weeks. He goes, oh, I was going to make you manager. And I'm like, of what staff? And he was like, who else is quitting? I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, nobody. I don't know. Because <laughs> the other girl hadn't done it. I forgot she hadn't talked to him. And I'm like, oh, by the way, Heather wants to talk to you. <laughs> like, it was just, it was terrible. And like I said, I'm only going to speak for that one because there, I know some of them are probably really great and I don't and I didn't work at all of them yeah that's that's so that's a pretty crazy story I like hearing the crazy stories um can you t- think of a time where you were like really touched by something a client did or said for you or or being a part of that made you like love uh, your job so actually just recently so on Sunday I do some freelance work with a photographer and we had a boudoir session and one of the girls has done it before and she's hilarious. And then we had two girls that had never done it before. And the one, the one girl, she was like, really, she was like the most nervous. Like, so the one girl that hadn't done it, she was like, kind of like amped about it. Um, but the third girl, she was like really nervous. She was like, I, you know, I've never done this before. I'm not comfortable doing it. And between, it wasn't even just like me, it was me and the makeup artist we had, you know, we glammed her all up. She had like a natural curl. So I just kind of gave her like intensified her natural because it's boudoir. So, you know, so we intensified her natural curl. We highlighted her features and everything. You know, the makeup artist did the makeup part. And she had never felt more like, she's like, I feel so beautiful. And like, when you get to be a part of that, like, especially when it's a team effort, like between, you know, the photographer making her feel comfortable and us doing the hair and the makeup, 
like she was like thank you so much like just how appreciative and like i saw like one of her pictures like where she wasn't really showing too much and she really like she was glowing and it's just and you could see that she felt like she was glowing in her picture and it like that like when you get to be a part of that oh that's wonderful yeah yeah getting people like to see like themselves in a way they haven't seen themselves and my best friend and business partner is a, a photographer in new york city so i I totally get that too. And I, and I've done photo shoots for clients with my branding company and mm -hmm. my clients are like, everybody should feel like you feel like a princess, like getting your picture taken in your hair and makeup. Yes. Like, you should do this for a day. Right. I'm always like, whatever I like make like a post to like, kind of like put out there to new clients. I'm like, you like, you deserve this. Like, come, like, come take care of yourself. Like, do something nice for you that isn't for the kids or your husband or your girlfriend or you know your significant other like whoever it is that you're seeing or not seeing like do something for you yeah Stop doing something for everybody else and putting you on the back burner yeah that's how i got one of my um one of my my favorite client from beauty school uh she her sister referred her to me i did her sister's hair in school because she went to a chain salon they fried her hair off with the perm. So I had to like fix it, but oh she, she never came back to me, but, she, but then her sister saw her hair and her sister started coming back to me as one of my, it's like my favorite client. And, um, she told her other sister to come to me and she came to me and she's, I mean, she's, her children are all grown. She was married for a long time. So I think she might be like in her close to 60, but she said she had never gone to a salon to get her hair colored she'd always done it herself because it was always putting the kids first and she said my sister told me that this is self-care and that I need to do this and so I did her hair and she loved it and and of course I knew she was on a budget so I said um you know what's your budget and I told her sister what my rate was because this she's I do give her a special rate from beauty school she's my first client ever and she stayed with me every four weeks ever since I first touched her hair in beauty school so I give her the friends and family discount. And then I told her, she goes, well, my sister can't afford your rates. And I go, okay, what can she afford? Which was her own dis discounted rate. Right. So she checked out. I said, okay, for you, it's the friends and family discount. And she's like, really? And I was like, of course. So, so she gets the friends and family discount. Now I get to do both of them. Every, and I said, are you going to keep, you know, go back to doing your own hair? She goes, no way. She's like, I'm coming back to see you. Because it's, it's like, it's a pamper session, you know, like you get to like, it's a pamper session. Like, and we get to create this as hairstylists. Like we get to create this experience where they're like, they never want to color their hair again. They want you to do it every time now. Yeah. Yeah. So what's something that you would say is like maybe unexpected that you didn't good or bad or indifferent since you become a cosmetologist? So... I have to say, feeling not a lot shocks me because when I was in beauty school, I had a client that scarred me for life with perms. So like nothing since that moment has actually like done like, okay, what? Um, but like she was arguing with my teacher about the correct way to blot a perm and about how perms don't smell and it must have been expired <laughs> what perm does she have that doesn't smell 
I don't know. So like, like I feel like that is definitely like the most like I was like, what? Perms don't smell. <laughs> My school was in a basement. There wasn't the greatest of ventilation down there. I know exactly what a perm smells like. Oh my gosh. So, so that so would have perms. I was just like, what? <laughs> do you like perms now? Or do you not do them? No, I don't do them at all. Like I refuse. Like um, I always make jokes like if somebody wants a perm, I'm like, it'll be like two hundred dollars. Like I just I will not perm. I'll tell people I'm allergic to perms. Like this entire experience with this woman like scarred me. So like I like I won't like I have a like my grandma when she wants a perm my boss does it because like I don't perm like at all. You're getting clear on your niche. No perms. Transformation hair. Is is there anything like that? I mean, you've got some color in your hair. Do you like the bright colors or? Yes. So I was a lot brighter. Um. Which I'm gonna call. I have like a nice like rosé going on right now. Um, with it was like a pink purple on the bottom, but you know that fades. I enjoy doing the bright colors, but I don't enjoy doing the bright colors because people want them, but then they won't maintain them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pay the price. Yeah, and then somehow it's my fault if it fades within a week because. They didn't listen and they didn't want, you know, to get the special shampoo or, you know, they didn't follow any care instructions. So like, I really, as much as I love when I get to like play with the vivids and the direct eyes, I also don't. Yeah. Like I only like to do them on like people that are really going to understand that there's a proper care and you have to follow it. Yeah. So what, what do you do? Like what's your favorite um, at home routine for yourself to like keep your color popping so I wash in cold about every four to five days I use so my favorite products are the design me products um so I usually I wash in cold every four to five days I use the puff me shampoo and the puff me conditioner and then so I really hate doing my own hair. Like it's really just a hassle. Like I don't yeah. want to do it. Like, yeah. I can't see the back of my head. It's not going to blow out for me the way it's going to blow out for somebody else. It's just not going to work. Um, so I use the Quickie Me dry shampoo foam on my clean hair, clean wet hair, because it deflects dirt and grease as well as soaking it up so I can go longer without washing than I could without it. Like I tried, like without putting it in, I can go like two days. I'm like super greasy with it. I'm like, I could probably go like a full six, seven days without washing. And I just don't, because usually like it stops cooperating with me style wise. So I'm like, all right, now it's time to wash it. What's the dry shampoo you use? So it's a uh, quickie, it's a uh, quickie me foam. It's by design me. Okay. It's like this blue bottle. Um, they have a spray too. I don't really like the spray. I like their foam. Cause like with the foam too, even like as just using it as an actual dry shampoo, you have to work it into the scalp. So you're still like, it gives just like a really clean, refreshing, hydrated feeling. Like 
all of my friends are obsessed with it because I like turn them all onto it. Like my best friend, anytime she sees somebody saying, oh my God, I need to get the design. <laughs> she's like, it's the best thing ever. Like she is like their biggest like cheerleader. I have to do no retail selling when, when she's around because she is obsessed with it. Do you sell retail at the salon to your clients? Yes. I think that's really important because like they're paying how much money to get their hair done and they're going to go home and use drugstore shampoo or something. So I'm a firm believer that, you know, selling retail from the salon, plus we're a small business. So the corporate, especially with the pandemic that happened, it's more important than ever for us to sell retail. So, and a lot of our clients buy, like a lot of my clients buy it. I have one client who I have to send her a message every time we restock on design me because she has to have the whole line in stock at all times. Oh, do you have any hacks for selling that make people want to say yes instead of no? Be honest with them. Use the product, love the product. Like I can sell design me because I use it and because I love it you know, and learn about the product. Like the biggest thing is know what you're selling, know what they put in it. Um, you know, no key factors to it. Like a really big deal is vegan and gluten-free and no animal cruelty and design me has all of that. So being able to say this product line is animal cruelty free, that's a really big deal. And as you know, you see, I, have an animal. I actually have four. She's just the only one <laughs> a part of everything. Um, so like, I'm a big lover of animals. I don't want to get, have beauty products that hurt yeah. animals or would I want to sell that to people? Right. Awesome. So, ha- but you have to believe in what you're selling. Otherwise your clients won't buy it and they yeah. can't really smell it right now because of the masks. <laughs> so the whole selling with your nose, like, you know, we're women. We buy stuff that smells nice. We can't do it right now. We can't tell <laughs> if we're a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I love that you sell retail. You're working smarter, not harder. Oh, um, what, um, what's your price point for like, for like cotton color or like, how do you price your services with your salon? Do they do that? So the way I price my service, my highlight prices vary. They st- like a full highlight would start starts at one sixty nine, and that includes the glaze, any additional bowls of lightener, any additional bowls of toner that's used um, is ten dollars extra per bowl, and I'm always like very upfront about that. My a cut and color we offer a, I offer a cut and color package. And it's a root touch-up only with a haircut. And I charge 110 for that. So they kind of get a little bit of a deal because if they just get a root touch-up, it's 67. And if they just get a haircut, it's 48. And my blow dries are complimentary, partly because I need to be able to check the haircut when it's dry to make sure everything lays right. And I and then with the color, you know, I need to see the color. I need to make sure the color works. So the blowouts are my blowouts come with all of my services. Okay, that's nice. And oh, speaking of blowouts, what kind of dryer do you use? Um, so I what do I have right now? I go through them pretty quick, uh, easily. I have F FHI, I think it is. I, can, I think that's the brand. And then do you have a special like? Do you like the round any round brushes or paddle brushes? Or I, use, 
um, forehead, or I've also the comb attachment on my blow dryer because with the mask, you know, it gets very hot with the mask to blow dry. Um, so a lot of times I'll use my comb attachment to the blow dryer and go through the hair that way um, to get it like dry. And then I'll go back in with lower heat styling, styling tools to actually style the hair. Gotcha. It's with the blow dryer and the mask. It's you girl, you know, it's hot. <laughs> do you have a favorite heat tool that you use or do you just do, do the blowouts? Um, probably my curling iron. I love my curling iron. I love the beach waves. I'm definitely one of those. I love the beach waves, just all of the beach waves. <laughs> Most of my clients leave with beach waves and it's fine because they, it's great. Cause they look at me like when I'm getting ready to like style them, they're like, you're going to curl it. Right. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to curl it. Like I promise. <laughs> Do you have a signature cut that you kind of like gravitate towards that? Cause I noticed like, I love doing like inverted bobs and literally that's what every single one of my clients get um long layered cuts I like which is ironic because I don't have long hair um but I really love doing long layered cuts like I love them because they're just they just flow and you can really get some movement in there and then um do you have like a process when you do that like a, that you always work the head the same way when you do your layered cuts for the most part, I mean, it also, it always depends on head shape, you know, everybody's head shapes differently. And it also depends on the degree of layering that they want. So like if they were going for like a shag, it would definitely be a short to long because shags are really pop, you know, they came back. Yeah. So like it would definitely literally be like a short to long, be, you know, with some razors in the mix like around the face frame like with my face frames I always use my razor I like it gives like that softer look and I sometimes I feel like using the scissors like it's like oh my god what if I accidentally close it like yeah. even knowing that I'm not going to <laughs> but what if <laughs> okay so that's a really good tip there so use the razor around the face and um I just bought the Matt Beck. I don't know if you follow him at all. Free salon education. He's got like this triangle razor and you just like, shh, and there's like three different options. Yeah. Have you tried it yet? Or do you? Yeah. Yeah. My, it's so funny. My salon owner sent me a message on Facebook and she was like, oh my gosh, look at this razor. We have to get it. And I said, are you kidding me? It literally just got delivered today. <laughs> I That's awesome. I buy all the tools. I love all the tools. I get that. It's fun to try all the new stuff. It's like, oh, what's that? I want to try it. Yeah. And I'm going to the behind the, um, the BTC, the behind the chair show in Austin in August. So that'll be my first hair show. I was supposed to go to the um, one at the Javits Center right mm. before they turned it into a makeshift COVID hospital. That was like literally that same week. They, they canceled it within like one day and did all that. So I haven't been it's, it's, that's exciting though going to like the behind the chair oh you're gonna have so much fun I've never I wanted to go to the one in the city but I'm like COVID I know like Although, I first vaccine I, today so I'm good like I'm I'll be all vaccinated by the first <laughs> Woo oh you're gonna have so much fun you're gonna learn so much I love I miss hair shows yeah like I miss hair shows yeah like, even if some of them are giant flea markets, they're giant <laughs> flea markets that's, like, walking into a giant candy store. It's like, you got to see, like, all the things. 
totally, totally. So is there anything online you like to do for education? So um, I like doing, I've done a lot of design these uh, free classes that they've done. They've done braiding courses. Um, I'm really excited because before the pandemic, I wanted to learn how to, I wanted to get certified in extensions. And I did Donna Bella's course, which, you know, it was good, but I don't, I didn't, I didn't have enough understanding and it's hard because I couldn't really practice with somebody saying, this is what you're doing wrong. Right. You need it like this. So, um, I'm at, I'm, I signed up to do Bellamy's in the city for the end of May. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but I'm not really big with online courses. I don't have the attention span for that. I have to be in the, like, if I was in high school right now, I'd be failing because I don't have the attention span for this. Gotcha. Like props to those students. So I'm not and really good. You not wanting to go to college to go to college and just go do people's hair. So yeah. Yeah. And now you found a career that lets you totally be on your feet and use your hands and be creative. So what would you say to anybody else that's like not into the whole college scene and going that route? Like, what would you say to somebody evaluating their career options? I mean, if you think it might, you know, to just try it, you know, with any trade school, like not even just this, like any trade school, just try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to learn a set of skills and can get licensed and always have something to fall back on. Like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I love it. What's the worst that could happen? You could fall into a career that you love and you want to do like forever and make people. Right. Like, and it really, we really have like the best job on earth. Oh, I think so too. And we get to come home with cash and we don't have to ask people how they want their steak done. <laughs> right. Like. I still kind of feel a little bit like, you know, like when I'm at the gas station, I have a bunch of singles. I'm like, I swear. Like, I mean, I give props to all strippers, but like, there's always like, when you hand the gas station, he's like, like trying to figure out what you do for a living. Like, you know it, like he's trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Um, well, I think that answers like all my questions I have. If there's anything else you want to share with the audience or let them know, like, where you hang out on Instagram, where they can follow your work. Um, so my Instagram is beauty by Sarah as um, I follow back anybody who follows me and I try to engage with everybody I can. Um, yep. So that's my page. Um, I always, like I said, I follow everybody back and I always try and engage. That's where I hang out. I do all my stuff there. Um, and it was, it was really great meeting you and chatting with you. Oh, you too. It was so nice to meet you. Yes. Stay on touch on the gram. So I'm going to end this. Hey, I'm super excited. I finally have a website now for the podcast. So you can follow at ahairassess.com. If you want to be on the show, there's a link for that. There's a link to listen. I'm going to be updating the blog post, linking to Instagram, all that good stuff. And I also have a brand new cosmetology community on Facebook. You can also find that at cosmetologycommunity.com. I'll see you on the inside.